a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What does it take to get from the marketing department to the general manager's office? And why don't more people do it? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and I'm joined today by Tim Brinkman, who's a general manager at Garden Valley Technologies in Minnesota. Tim, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate the time. Sure. Well, we, I appreciate you joining me right before you head out. Um, uh, we're at the conference. It's the Minnesota Telecom Alliance Fall 2018 Peer Marketing Group uh, meeting, I think is the best way to say it. Yes, the Telco Marketing Group, or TMG, um, in, for MTA, yes. And this is a group that you've been involved with for a while, which is kind of what your, uh, where your topic comes from today, because um, there are, it was an interesting session for me, one that I hadn't seen anything quite like before, and it's, it's uh, you don't hear a lot of, about people talking about marketing folks, um, kind of what are the, not necessarily a step-by-step guide to becoming a general manager, but just the, the process that you took and uh, big picture why um, there's not a ton of marketing folks in that um, that top rung of the ladder in a lot of companies. So that's what we'll get into. You had a lot of different pieces of advice uh, that you gave. One of the ones that I wrote down uh, was volunteer for everything. So we can talk about that. You talked about um, getting uh, getting access to the board or doing whatever you can. But let's uh, we can talk about the volunteering for everything first, and then any other pieces of advice that that you want to bring up. But what do you mean when you tell folks um, to volunteer? for everything if they're new at their company. Right. So part of that is just um, being able to get to know every part of the company that you need to uh, and and giving yourself access, really. Um, so if you volunteer for everything, um, not just the, you know, I come from the marketing background, so, you know, events and, and public things are, are very fun for me. Um, but when I say volunteer for everything, you need to think beyond just what's in your comfort zone. Uh, you need to be able to volunteer for the boring things as well, um, whether it's regulatory things, accounting, um, serve on committees, and put in the work that will get you noticed in the long run, because um, that's really what what it is about. If you want to, you know, move up and, and elevate your um, elevate your game, and um, so therefore, you know get those experiences and therefore you're also networking so that you can meet the people that you may need to lean on later on for additional information and and things like that. So one of the things that you said you did was going to the board meetings. Was that something that, that you, you had to get that approved or you just kind of showed up or how did, how was that, uh, were the general manager board members okay with this marketing guy showing up all the time? Well, I've been fortunate in my career, um, because I've, I've had access to the board meetings. Um, Luckily, the managers that I've worked for um, have seen the value of having various department heads uh, in the board meeting to to tell their story in that meeting. Um, I know not everybody has that opportunity, so I have been very fortunate throughout my career to have that access. Uh, And my point today in in speaking to the group really was, if you don't have that access, um, what will it take to, to figure that out and to gain that access? Um, you know, and, and as you're moving on in your career and trying to, to move up, um, as I told in the, in the session, you know, 
the board of directors, if you work for a co-op, are the ones that'll hire the next general manager. So if they don't know who you are and they're not, and you're not in front of them on a regular basis, um, you need to be because they're the ultimate ones that are going to be making that decision. Now, you walked us through um, kind of your path uh, through your career, uh, as, and you've moved around uh, uh, several different companies and I guess going to D.C. for a little while, that sort of thing. One of the things that came up over and over again was you taking the opportunity to learn other aspects of it. And it sounds like wherever you were, you were absorbing and learning things from there. Uh, you know, just to put one theme on all of it, you learned every stop along the way. Yeah. So, I mean, as I looked, um, I like to be self-reflective and, and in any situation I'm in or wherever I want to be, um, I'm really looking for what skills do I need to be successful in that? Because ultimately, um, that is my goal is to be successful in anything that I do. And that's the goal for most people. Um, so when I'm looking around, um, being able to, you know, assess yourself and where your weaknesses are, um, I know from a marketing perspective, I, I, you know, I'm good at marketing, public relations, and, and that creative side. But my weaknesses were really, you know, from a regulatory standpoint, accounting, um, and then a little bit on the technical, technical side as well. Uh, so what do I need to do to fill in those gaps within my skill set? Uh, and then going out and look, actively looking for those opportunities to be able to fill that, fill that void in my, in my skills. Now, your path, you moved, um, like I said, a few different companies along the way. Is, do you have to be willing to move like that to be able to, to move up uh, in an organization or to, to, to get ultimately to the general manager position? You know, that's the path that I chose. Um, and I was, I was very fortunate. I, mean, I have a great family who was willing to make that commitment with me. Uh, I certainly didn't do it alone. My wife is, was right by my side the entire way. Um, I couldn't have done that if she wasn't on board with, with moving in that direction. So I owe her everything. Um, but when I was looking at where I was at and the companies I was at, you know, you'd look and say, okay, what's the reality? There, there is a person in that job that I want today. When are they going to retire? And if it's, you know, 15, 20 years from now, um, I'm going to have to move to be able to get where I want. So I'd made the decision to move. Some people are not in that position. They need to stay where they're at for whatever reasons, and that's great. Um, but if they are in those situations, um, you know, if your manager is in planning to be in place for the next 15 years, you might be stuck for 15 years. But if not, um, then you need to be able to look and affect the change that you want. Um, and that's what I was trying to say today is, is, you know, make sure that when that opportunity arises, you're set and you're primed to be in that spot. So um, hopefully that answers your question. No, absolutely. Now, one of the questions that was asked of you after the session was when, when did you decide you wanted to be general manager, CEO, and then was was every step along the way kind of calculated to get you there? Or um, how did you kind of see it? When did, I guess the two part, when did you decide and then when did you actively start working towards it? Right. So, I mean, coming out of college, I, I mean, I was a, a cocky young lad who, you know, had visions of conquering the world. So, sure. of course, you want to run everything. Um, but then, you know, life smacks you in the face and, and you realize that it's going to take 20 years of hard work to get where you want to be. Um, it, to answer your question of when did it within this industry, um, I would say one of my early jobs, I mean, I've, I've had a few different jobs in this industry, both on the cable side and the, 
the telephone side of the world. Um, once I got to the telephone side to a smaller company, um, I really enjoyed the people that worked in this industry and getting to know them and their stories and how passionate everybody is about serving small communities. And it really changed my goal um, from you know being some big corporate executive to you know being being the leader of of a great organization. There's a book out there, um, and I, I'm forgetting the name of it, so I'm going to steal this. But uh, you know, would you rather be a, a big fish in a little pond or a little fish in a big pond? And I really thought about that for a while and decided, you know, I I want to be a big. I'd rather be a big fish. So if it's got to be in a little pond, that's great. Um, and so. You know, learning this industry and learning all the people within it, uh, it really is a great um, industry. And deciding at that point early on in my career, uh, working for Melrose Telephone, that this is, this is the organization or the industry that I wanted to be in and find an opportunity to lead an organization. Now, you mentioned books there. Uh, one of the books that you mentioned, because we're always uh, kind of happy to, to give out book recommendations for folks, one of the books that you mentioned in the, uh, the session in there was Prime to Perform. So what, that's one that you and, and the, some of the other managers have read kind of together lately? Uh, yeah, Prime to Perform by Neil Doshi and Lindsay McGregor. Um, it, it's a book that I read recently, and it was uh, recommended from another uh, friend of mine in the industry, that went through it as well with some of their management group. And so I brought it, I read it, and decided that my management group really needed to read that as well. It has a lot of great um, discussion points on how to really affect change uh, within an organization and really to have fun while you work. And that work doesn't just have to be monotonous day to day. It can really be, you know, you can learn to love what you do and, and do it well. So I recommend it for anybody really. Sure. Now, a couple of other things that you said, uh, mainly just two uh, things to uh, head towards wrapping up here. Um, but you said in there that, that part of what guided you on your journey to the, the different stops along the way is that work should be fun. And you said that's a novel concept to some folks. But what do you mean when you say work should be fun? It is a novel concept for some people. That, that confuses me a little bit because, I mean, my entire career, I've, I've based it on I want to enjoy what I'm doing, even if it's sure. a lot of hard work. And, you know, I've before, you know, while I was going to college, I had a lot of jobs that that were a lot of manual labor and not great jobs. Um, but you can still have fun doing them. And so as you're working hard and you're putting in those long hours, um, just knowing why you're doing it and and understanding that, you know, you can still joke along the way. I like to use a lot of humor um, and and you don't need to just feel like you're punching a clock every day. Uh, we're fortunate that in this industry that we get to affect the lives of, of all of our customers on a daily basis, and that's an awesome thing. And so whenever I start to, to get down a little bit and, and feel the, the grind of a day, I just sit back and remind myself how fortunate I am to, to be able to make that, um, make that possible for our customers and you know the coworkers that I work alongside. Um, and again, add a little humor along the way if I can. And one of the things you've done at Garden Valley, uh, it, you've got an employee morale team there that, that's, I mean, it's, I guess it's their job to, to make sure that there's a little bit of fun in the office from time to time? Yeah, so when I, when I started there, we created an employee morale team or an EMT committee. Uh, and their job is to um, look at both the fun things and the hard things about the, the organization. So, you know, 
the fun things like employee family picnics and outings that we do as a family group. Uh, so we get to know our coworkers outside of the work, um, work day, but also conquer some of the hard things. You know, if, if there's a, a morale issue, um, let's dig to the bottom of it and find out why is there a morale issue? What can we do to affect change so that uh, we can improve that morale and, and help make this a better organization to work for? And ultimately, that'll, that'll show to our customers that uh, we're providing great services and we enjoy working here and, and we just do a great job. So uh, I think they're doing a great job and um, look forward to seeing what else they come up with over the years. One of the things that you said in, uh, in the uh, session that I thought might draw an amen or two from the crowd was uh, just that, that more and more it's becoming increasingly important for the person in the general manager's office to have a little bit of marketing experience or to come from the marketing side. That hasn't always been the case. You know, you're a little bit of a rarity to be a marketing guy who's general manager, CEO. What, uh, why do you think that's increasingly important, and why do you think we'd, uh, we haven't traditionally seen that as much? Well, the telephone industry in general, um, I mean, there hasn't been real competition until about 20 years ago. So um, this telco marketing group really started to form right around that time, and when just in the infancy of when telecommunications companies needed to start competing. Um, so it is fairly new in the industry. And traditionally, um, employees, you know, managers would come up through the technical side, the CEO department, they knew how to run the network, things like that, which is very important. Um, but as we move into a new environment today with more and more competition and, you know, disruption going on everywhere, uh, I think it, it, it's vital for companies to be led by somebody who's a little more creative and thinks outside the box a little bit more to solve problems. Traditionally, that comes from a marketing mind. Um, so, I mean, not saying that technical people can't be creative. Of course. Um, but that's just, that's my viewpoint is that um, if, you, if you're used to being out in the community and, and you know, volunteering and, and having events and things like that and hearing from your customers, you can relay that and the creativity that comes from that um, into a positive organization. So I really think that you're going to see a lot more of that in the future as um, companies see that to affect growth and change with all the, you know, all the competition going on, you're going to be, need to be that nimble and, and marketing-minded. Looking back over my notes, uh, just a couple of things from your career. You had, um, uh, you had said in there you were laid off twice within five years. Uh, you said you got into the business because you, uh, you were guaranteed free cable if you worked for the cable company. I mean, it was a, it was a fun story just to kind of follow your career. I know, um, you know some of the other notes I'd written down, you said don't give up. You said network and get to know people. Is there any other piece of advice or anything else like that that you want to capitalize on here as we um, kind of underscore as we wrap up? Any other piece of advice to somebody maybe who's, who's in the, the telco marketing world and thinking um, maybe I'd like to move up or uh, anything like that? What, what advice would you give? Well, really it's to, you know, when you come up on an obstacle, whether it is being laid off, um, whether it's downsized or, you know, getting fired or whatever, um, don't let those obstacles stop you. If you're passionate about what you do and you love the industry that you're in, that'll show and just keep trying. Um, I mean, life isn't always easy. Things do get in the way. And um, I'll be the first to admit that there was a lot of struggles and a lot of hard times. Um, but ultimately, if you have a goal and you stick to it um, and really put in the hard work that it takes, I, 
in the end of at the end of the day, you'll be successful. Um, you know, not everybody can be the CEO. Uh, I'm for, very fortunate to to have obtained this this position, and I, I'm thankful for it every day. Um, but even if if you don't obtain that, and you're still you know, whether you're the marketing person or, or anybody else in the organization, um, just still continue to have fun and, and be happy with the change that you're able to affect. He is Tim Brinkman, the CEO, general manager of Garden Valley Telephone Company in Minnesota. We are here um, at the uh, Minnesota Telecom Alliance Peer Marketing Group in uh, Niswa, right outside of Brainerd, Minnesota. Tim, thank you for joining me. Certainly. Thank you for your time. Uh, I'm Andy Johns, your host with Word South, and I uh, appreciate you listening to this episode. This has been recorded on the travel microphone, so hopefully uh, the audio still came through well. We will uh, have another episode or two from here in Minnesota. And uh, until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.